0: All the games i used to play in my younger wilder days the game of clubs and tees never crossed my mind but after some discussion with my closest dearest friends i decided that- welcome into another episode of the turn fancy golf podcast brought to you by rotoballer.com we're a couple weeks into the 2021 2022 season of the pga tour premium session Joe Nicely is here with me, lead golf editor at rotoballer.com. Joe, rotoballer.com is hitting the grind hard on NFL, and uh, just like they are, we are, too, on the golf front Six week, this week plus six more weeks to go with the fall swing. Joe, what does the Rotoballer have going for us for as far as premium package right now?
1: Yeah, man, I, I encourage people to go visit rotoballer.com right now. This is actually the best time of the year to sign up for our PGA premium package. Um, you can use my promo code NICE N-I-C-E um, and, and grab that for less than 65 bucks right now, Andrew that takes you through next year's tour championship. Um, so you're getting almost a calendar year uh, of our PGA DFS research station, my DraftKings Core 4, Spencer Aguiar's Vegas Report, Josh Minnett's course breakdown. Uh you get all that and more every week for less than 65 bucks for almost a calendar year. Um, it's the best deal that that we run all year. So, definitely encourage people to go to rotoballer.com. Check that out right now.
0: Thank you, Joe. com, best place in the world for your daily fantasy needs. Now, on to golf. Last week, Sanderson Farms Championship, Sam Burns 22 under. Holding off none other than the Nick Watney. I feel like I hadn't said his name in a decade, Joe. You know, 2003, he turned pro. 2006, he was looking like he was going to be a future star in golf. I actually – put his game right there, say, like a Harrison English, Joe. uh, Hits the ball a long way, hits his irons great, decent putter, a little rough around the greens. But what can we say about Nick Watney Uh, now as, you know, a mid-30s-year-old guy that's uh, got a lot of time under his belt but just hasn't been there in close to a decade competing on a regular basis, Joe? Um, But Sam Burns with another victory. What can we say about the Sanderson Farms Championship?
1: Yeah, man. uh fun event. Uh, lots of guys out there going low. So that always kind of makes it a fun sweat, especially from DFS. Uh, a DFS perspective, you're kind of never really out of it. Um, if you get all six of those guys through the cut, uh, I mean, you can ha- have a guy in your lineup go out there and shoot a 62 or something and you're right back in the thick of things. But um, to, to kind of follow up with Nick Watney, really good to see him up there. Um, kind of a veteran guy now at this point. Uh, it seems like Guy's our age, Andrew, remember Nick Watney as a young player, kind of young, up-and-comer, up a lot of people, uh, a guy that a lot of people had pegged as a star, um, but it's kind of hit some tough times over the last few years, and really interesting, he's actually playing on a one-time exemption, uh, top 50 all-time money list, um, is the only, only way he's actually playing this year, uh, is due to that special exemption, so really cool to see him play well and get a runner-up finish, that's going to propel him a long way. Um, this year. And, and, and we said it before, Andrew, these tournaments matter. Uh, when, when we start talking about FedEx cut points, uh, qualifying for a PGA Tour card next year, getting into the Masters, uh, WGC events, um, these tournaments are very important. We'll talk about a couple guys this week who it's important for. But um, as far as Sam Burns, man, we mentioned him a lot on this show over the past 18 months or so. He's a player we really like. Um, he's got a very modern game, uh, that, that sets up very well for these modern day golf courses, bombs it off the tee, hits his irons well, and he's a great putter. Um, so that's going to go a long way kind of on these modern tracks on the PGA tour schedule, uh, his second win and just the lower six months, I believe. And I think he's got a lot more coming, man, really talented guy.
0: Absolutely. Sam Burns, future star bombs. It puts good nerves of steel uh interesting in nick watney uh, like i said I haven't talked to him in nearly a decade but he's an all-time top 50 money leader think about that yeah. and uh you're gonna be able to find him in the low 6k range a lot in terms that he's in until you see some consistent play out of him so i don't know i mean the guy's got a swing that don't quit bombs it so uh distance is never going to be an issue with that cat so moving on though joe let's get right into this week um, Shriners Children's Open uh Shriners Hospital for Children Open been around since 1983 It is played at none other than the TPC Summerlin Las Vegas Nevada uh hopefully it's on my little bucket list next trip out there I'm gonna knock that out uh but the course designed in 1991 by Bobby Weed um Fuzzy Zero was a consultant on the design of the golf course matter of fact funny uh a little bit of uh, uh, worthless knowledge here. Fuzzy Zero won the inaugural uh, t- playing of this tournament in 1983, uh, back when it was held at, at another course. And um, TP, it's like I said, been around for for 38 years. Um, last decade, as far as defending champions, Martin Laird's won it a couple times. Kevin Nall won it a couple times. Several players that are not in the field have won it. Uh, there's a couple more. See, Ryan Moore and Webb Simpson. I think that's the only defending champions that are in – or former champions that are in the field this week. Uh, you know, we got Cantlay, DeChambeau. They're not playing this week. So, uh, um, let's just get Ryan – Or uh, sorry, sorry, I forgot this part. Par 71, 72-55. Um, this got at uh, Bentgrass greens, which is – Really uh, un- very unlikely for uh, for, for Nevada. Uh, Bermuda rests the way out with a little bit of ryegrass on the tee boxes. So you see mostly Bermuda throughout all golf courses out in Vegas, but TPC Summerlin is a special track. Like I said, uh, it's definitely on the bucket list. Top, four, top five track in Vegas to play, I think. So uh, let's just get right into the slate joe not wasting time surprisingly enough brooks kepka in the field this week at 11-1 i guess he's feeling a little healthier wants to get the rust knocked out in the fall uh so let's just start brooks kepka probably the cat's meow on this track however there's some there's some there's some good players up here above 10k wills alatoris webb simpson abanser hovland burns kepka now, like I, I just said, that Kepka is probably the catch me out here at the top. He is, if you look at his accolades, his resume, but probably going to be avoiding him in this field, Joe. Scores are going to be low, even though it's a part 71. Not very long golf course for the altitude. Joe, is anybody here in these top six players, I just said that you're going to have your, your, uh, your highlighter out and be highlighting
1: them. Yeah, man, several guys I think you can look at up here. Obviously, these are uh... – notch players up at the top of the board and uh as we get on through the salary scale andrew this is actually a really strong field man uh to be a swing season event uh some really good players teaming up this week so excited to get into this one um it's always a fun tournament, and as you mentioned uh, i think we're looking at 20 plus under to win this thing this week um and that kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit about brooks kepka and what to do with him Um, he's a guy we like to play on tough golf courses a guy we like to play in big time events uh, we we saw a very good stretch of golf from him over the last three majors um, of 2021, um, but we did see a decline, pretty steep decline, throughout the FedEx Cup playoffs, and obviously ended with him withdrawing from the Tour Championship. Um, we we do feel like he's healthy, he played in the Ryder Cup, uh, set to tee it up this week, um, but but you wonder about his focus. Um, you always kind of wonder how he's going to show up in these non-major events. Um, so. I have my concerns with him, especially with him being the highest priced guy on the slate. Um, I think you could probably make an argument for him in GPPs. kind of as a contrarian play. I don't think he's going to carry a ton of ownership. Um, but that's kind of my thoughts on Brooks. Not all in for sure on him. we uh, Will probably hold off more than likely other than toss him in a few GPP lineups. Sam Burns, you mentioned coming off a big win. Um, this cat is very streaky, man. After his win at Valspar earlier this year, he almost went back to back. Uh, finished runner-up at the Byron Nelson, so I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see him keep things going, man. Um, had a great week last week, T to green. Um, gained 8.3 strokes on approach last week, 6.1 strokes off the tee. Uh, and get this, Andrew, he won that golf tournament and lost two strokes putting. So uh, if he gets that putter going this week, man, look out, uh, especially if he kind of holds on to that T degree form uh really really interesting uh, to just go right back to sam burns uh victor hovland's making his debut here we love him um kind of that brooks Capcom mold almost prefer him on harder golf courses <clears throat> and then uh, abe answer man what can you say about the guy hits fairways hits greens ranks first in this field and good drives gained and and when you hit a lot of fairways and a lot of greens ap good things tend to happen uh, he's got two fourth place finishes here uh, in this event over his last four Shriners starts. Uh, love his form, love the course history, love the fit. So Abe answer up here at the top might be my favorite above 10K. Um, though I will toss out Webb Simpson, who's been a course history beast. Um, got, a, got a win here back in the day and has not finished outside the top 20 in his last four Shriners starts. You know, Webb kind of after a disappointing 2021, uh, you know, he'd like to, like to make a big statement this week. So some really, really strong options up there at the top of the board, man.
0: Yeah, I love Abe answer and Webb Simpson both. Uh, if I was pulling just right down two names without looking at any statistics at all, it wouldn't had and had be with them because they fit that mold of par 71 around 7,000 yards. They seem to be right there. And if, if they've got good course history, especially Webb Simpson, he seems to show up in the same tournaments every year. So I like those two names a lot. Moving on down the 9Ks, uh, not very many names in here. Uh but a two-time winner, and Kevin Na, I think, Joe, this is one of those four terms you circle Kevin Na's name, and unfortunately, as much as you dislike to play him, I don't see him WD in his home on his home course. So, uh, uh, I, I like I, uh, this group right here, uh, Siwoo coming up. I love Kevin Na. Um, just love him. And uh, another name I like in this group, Scott Scheffler, 9700. seven hundred. like Kevin Na the most just because, I mean, two-time winner he's going to be up there so uh who do you what what do you add on this group
1: yeah i think i think both those guys are certainly in play man um we we know kevin Noss history here um two-time winner in this event this is as you mentioned one of the handful of courses where you can really kind of roster him and feel well about the way he fits the golf course with his lack of length uh throw a couple names at you ap that you didn't mention uh hideki matsuyama uh, coming off his best ball striking week uh, a couple weeks ago at Fortinet, coming off his uh, best event in, in several months, uh, really looked good t to green there. And, and I think this is a type of golf course where he can succeed. Um, and then coming in hot, man, our boy Siwoo, um, he's played well here, uh, has a T15 and T8 over his last three Shriner starts. And he's coming in hot, man. Had a T8 last week, uh, gained five strokes on approach. Had a T11 in Silverado. Um, we know he's very, very streaky, and we kind of want to want to ride the hot hand with him. Uh, but I am a little bit scared of this price tag. That'll that'll kind of bump me down a little bit on Siwoo. But man, the course history and form really are a nice nice combination for him this week.
0: Yeah, you know me, I I have a hard time putting Sewell up there just because of the consistency rate with him, especially if you're lining them up against this group of guys. But you're going to get a little bit of discount uh, versus the group. But if, just paying 100 more 100 more uh, DK points, I'm going to go with Kevin Naugh over him every time. Moving on down to the 8K range, it feels like this group talent-wise and namesake-wise, a lot stronger than the 9K range. Kind of weird here. Uh, I, I like nearly all the people in this uh, spot right here, and I, I could see the winner easily coming out of this group. You got is Patrick Reed going to be on a revenge tour uh, this year? That's the question we need to ask. Um, Matt Wolf uh, lost in a playoff here last year. Uh, we love walking him any week, it uh, seems like. Uh, how's Corey Connors 8800 800 in this field, Joe? Uh, he looks like he'd be sure enough be a 10K guy in this field. Loved him last week. Did not play great on the weekends. Um, But I love all these guys in the 8K range. Joe, pick out a few for
1: us. Yeah, man, I really don't think you're going wrong here. You mentioned Corey Connors, a player that we I think we both really loved last week. Played okay, played well, um, looked good. His first start in a while, so he knocked the rest off. Course history here isn't great. Um, He will need to get the putter going a little bit to to make enough birdies to win here, but you have to love his tee-to-green ability. Uh, Patrick Reed, man, you mentioned maybe something we – we can look at also with Kevin On with Webb Simpson. I mean, these guys that were kind of snubbed for the Ryder Cup team, a lot of motivation coming into this season. So uh, you never want to count Patrick Reed out, but he he's not looked well. Uh, had the illness stuff going on around the, the end of the season. So um, not my favorite play this week, other than maybe a contrarian look. Um, two guys you mentioned I really like. We're talking GPP upside. We're trying to win tournaments, trying to build our officers that can win tournaments, Andrew. Joaquin Neiman and Matthew Wolfe, definitely circling those guys this week. Definitely going to have a lot of exposure. Um, I I think Neiman's probably the more consistent, conservative option between the two. Um, He's played well here, has a top 10 and a T13 over his last three Shriners starts Um, and had a really consistent season last year, man. Um, but, But another guy with upside doesn't have consistency. There's definitely some volatility. We don't know what we're getting from one week to the next. But Matty Wolf, man, we talked about him on this show last week as a, as kind of locking him as a GPP option. He shot 11 under combined for the weekend last weekend, Andrew, and he's rolling into a golf course where he lost in a playoff last year. So love that upside there. Uh, just just roster him, knowing hey, there's a there's a 78 in him, uh, but but there's also maybe a 62 in him. So I, I really like him in GPPs there at 8200.
0: I love Matt Wolf right now. I just don't know where his mind's at, Joe. Uh, moving on down the seven thousands, uh, another uh, huge plethora. It's going to be hard to pick out a great value play of the week. I think in the seven K range. Uh, just yeah, man, it's
1: a it's a really good field.
0: Yeah, just there's just a lot there's a lot of guys right here in the seven K range. Uh, Russell Henley, who you love, Miko Prayers coming on, Kevin Strillman, uh vet uh, Maverick McNeely, who we all love. Uh, maybe you could even throw in a Danny Willard on this style of golf course, where the golf course is not too long. Brian Harmon, I mean, coming off one of his best seasons of all time. Who knows if Leishman's ever going? It gets the putter hot. What he can do. Palmer's solid vet. Uh, Seamus Powers got a lot, big, bright future. Kevin Kisner, short end of the stick on the Ryder Cup. Uh, Ricky Feller, is he is he making a comeback? He did have a pretty good last few weeks of the season last year. Uh, Scott Stalling is always going to be a threat in a in a weaker field event. Uh, Stuart Sink, vet, who had a coming off probably his best year in a decade. Martin Laird, two-time champion and defending champion. Norlander last week, uh, coming up just a little bit short. Ryan Moore, defending champion. Lucas Glover, who has uh, has great tournament history here. Probably one of the best in the field over the last five years, Joe. 7K range is going to be the toughest one to, to red-light people, I think, to scratch them off your list. Very deep, going to be very hard to find. Oh, I even forgot Cameron Young, who's probably be kicking himself, who bogeyed uh, the par five on the back nine, losing to one to Sam Burns eventually. Joe, uh, 7K range. Uh, can you pick anybody out here that's going to separate from the rest of them?
1: Man, it's jam-packed. You, you summed it up perfectly, Andrew. A jam-packed range. Uh, the 7K range, we all often say it can make us or break us on any given week. Uh, some weeks we're struggling to find just a couple guys that we like, and and on a week like this we're we're really struggling to kick some guys out um, to try to try to narrow things down a little bit i'll hit on a couple guys even though they're there are more than a couple really good plays in this range um i feel like it's a good bounce back by low spot on mito pereira there we saw him at 9.9 k last week all the way down to 7.8 k this week this field isn't that much stronger and, and he didn't actually play bad last week he actually gained 5.6 strokes on approach, Andrew at the Sanderson, but he just lost 4.7 strokes putting. So, uh, really good tee to green. Uh, his second great, really good tee to green outing. Really good iron player, uh, which is something we're looking at here. And he has performed a little bit better on bent uh, over his short career. But you know, I, I'm willing to buy the dip here on Mito, especially if his ownership kind of takes a hit after an underwhelming outing last week. I'll go right back to the well. A young player we like, Maverick McNeely. Um, Doesn't have great course history here, which is kind of surprising. He's got a home out in Vegas, plays this golf course a lot, works works with Butch and Claude Harmon out here in Vegas. Um, So I think we can give Maverick McNeely a look. You could make the argument he's a different player now than he's been in the past. Uh, Feels like he's really made some great strides over the past year. Uh, Danny Willett, uh just want to give him a shout out, man. Congrats on a win last week in Europe. So you kind of have to wonder where he will be uh, coming off that big big win over in Europe last week. Um, Norman, I really like. You mentioned him. He's a vet. Great course history. Kind of tanked, honestly, coming down the year. But you mentioned the top of season he had. Played extremely well in the major championships. Had a top five at the players. Uh, and the course history here is phenomenal. So... He's a veteran you can kind of bet that we'll get back on track this week. I really like him. As we move down towards the bottom, just continues to be lots of solid options. Uh, Talk about a guy, Andrew. We're we're taking on a little volatility, kind of in that Matthew Wolf mold. Um, Had a really good Sunday at the Sanderson and has got really good course history here. Um, Top 20s in three of his last four Shriner starts. Our boy Luke List down at 7,200. Always seems to be gross when you look at the numbers, especially with the putter. But man, he's 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 just a ball striker extraordinaire. This is the type of track where he can get things going. Uh, going to give Luke List a look in tournaments, um, and that kind of does it. That's that's all I'm going to hit on the seven k, Andrew. I think we could talk about this range all night, but uh, we'll we'll keep moving it along, man. Just really love this seven k range. I think there's a lot of ways you can go this week.
0: could agree more, Joe. Uh... You're basically reiterate everything I said. So moving on to the 6K range, we're going to have some similar issues down here. A lot of, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of vets down here that have competed, um, and a lot of newcomers. I mean, uh, you're just going to have to, it's going to be hard to really eliminate people down here. I would say that you, I, I feel like as you get down here in the in the 6K range, you're going to look for major upside down here and less uh, value. So uh, if I'm down here looking around, it would be hard for me to, like, pin myself to a, let's just say, like a Matt Kuchar who's 6,600. Whenever you feel like Matt Kuchar's having a pretty good weekend going to be a top 20 uh, whenever – or compared to, uh, let's say, somebody like um, um, uh, Gary Kigo or um, – Or what about just last week, a Hayden Buckley, who uh, nearly came away with a victory. He's down here, a Doc Redman. I feel like if you're going to pick down here, let's go for it all. Let's don't just go for a top 20. Uh, um, I'll even throw it out there. He might be done, but I'll even throw it out there like a Doc Redman. You're kind of going with the gusto when you get down here. Uh, uh, Our buddy Brian Ray's guy had a top 20 last week. Willie McGirt, 6,100 down here. Joe. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely feel like when we get down here in the 6K range, we need to do it, put a little bit more gamble into our selection, even though there's a lot of very, very, very capable players down here in the 6K range. Uh, Joe, you want to hit a few down here? The yeah, man, I, sure.
1: I, I, I totally agree with kind of the thought process, Andrew. I, I think it's something we, we've talked about. We want to emphasize on this show, um, kind of going forward uh, this upcoming season, man, we we want to build winning lineups. Uh, We're not trying to cash. We're trying to take down tournaments. The way to do that, as you mentioned down here in this cheap range, is to be aggressive. Uh, We want to look for guys with upside. We're not so concerned with making the cut, Um, but we're we're looking for a guy that can get us a top 10 at $6,700. And I think that's what you're trying to drive home. And I 100% agree with it, man. Um, I think you can look at some of these young guys down here. We're seeing uh, we saw a ton of youth, KFT guys, uh, kind of a youth movement last week at Sanderson. Um, a, a lot of that was due to hot putters, which which we don't want to rely on. But man, these guys are so talented now, Andrew. Uh, they're coming out of college and coming off the Corn Ferry Tour, and they're just immediately competing to win. Um, and it almost seems like, you know, the, these older guys, you mentioned some of these vets, uh, you know, a coacher down here. Some of, these, some of those type of guys, man, it almost seems like their time has passed uh, with these young guys coming on. Um, so I'm more than willing to look at them. Uh, Trey Mullinex is a guy that bombs it. You mentioned him last week. Excellent call. He played well at Sanderson. Um, I'll mention kind of a hometown guy if we want to take that angle. A guy that has upside, uh, Scott Piercy, a volatile player, but he's he's a big Vegas guy, plays this golf course all the time. The course history reflects that. He's played well here. Um, Hayden Buckley, you brought up, another young player that's kind of coming up. Uh, certainly has a lot of talent. Uh, a guy that logged a T5 in this golf tournament last year. Always plays good this time of year and actually uh, looked good t to green in his last two starts. Peter Malnati um, had, had a T5 here last year and a T15 a couple years ago, I believe, in this, this golf tournament. So I think he's a player you can look at. Um, let's, let's dive deep, Andrew. James Hahn always plays well during the swing season. Had a top five in this golf tournament last year. So I think you can give James Hahn a look. Um, my boy Grayson Sig let me down in a huge way last week, unfortunately. But at 6,200, I'll go back to the well. I'm, I believe in him. I think he's a talented player. Had, had a really bad round Thursday. Forced him to miss the cut. But I, I'm, I'm fine going right back to the well with, with a Grayson Sig, a guy with that kind of talent
0: i'm uh what about 32 year old uh utc grad uh 32 year old pga rookie steven yeager tied for 26 last week struggled a little bit on the weekend coming in but uh this seems like a course that's uh, gonna be fit for him Puts well on big greens
1: joe um yeah man yeager is he's so frustrating to me because he's got so much talent uh borderline dominant on the corn Ferry tour for, for a few years now. And it just seems like he can't make that step uh, when he gets on the PGA tour. Um, he, he's made it up to the, to the big leagues a couple of times. Um, went back down the KFT plays really well down there. Um, so hopefully this time he can get it going. He's got a T20, uh, on his resume in this, this tournament, Andrew. So we know the talents there. It's just a matter of putting it all together.
0: Yeah. And, um, so, Joe, saying that, who's your dart play of the week? I mean, there's no – there's really – you can go anywhere here, but who, what dart are you throwing out there and hope it sticks?
1: Uh, it's tough, man. Uh, like you said, there's so many great options down here. I'm going to go Luke List. Uh, I like the way he closed out last week. I love the ball striking. Uh, some good course history here. He's a Vandy guy, uh, Tennessee guy, so we like to pull him for Luke. So, I'll toss out Luke List as my dart. Uh, who you going with, man?
0: Uh, dart play of the week. I want to go a little bit more veteran, I believe. Uh, uh, and it's really not as much of a dart as anything, but uh, I'm, I'm going with Maverick McNeely, seventy-seven hundred and DK. Uh, probably gonna have pretty good, um, pretty good, uh pretty good odds. I haven't even checked the odds yet on overall winner. Uh, I really like him. Like you said, a resident, usually, uh, this is a little stronger field than I usually like to go with somebody like him. But I mean, we, uh, we think he can, you know, me and you've talked about, it. we think he is, is a future star, uh, in on the PJ Tour. So I like Maverick McNeely, but really, I mean, uh, anything below 8K is uh, just a ton of talent down here. So that's really nothing really out of sync. Who do you think is going to win, Joe? Where's your heart at this week?
1: Man, <clears throat> I'm going to go with the true the true meaning of the heart play a guy that i'd really like to see well see play well and a guy i'm really pulling for and a guy that i think can play well i'm gonna go matthew wolf it, it could go bad i know could be a broken <laughs> heart could be a broken heart play um but I, i'm pulling for the kid Uh like, like kind of how he's fought through some things um and i love the upside man so i'm going matty wolf
0: matthew wolf huh I. I just, just I just see this guy that I'm about to name my heart player of the week as the guy that's just walks with such swag it's almost offensive and he's not looking back and that's Avancer. Uh every time I don't talk about him, he 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 crushes me. Every time I do talk about him, he lets me down. But this is the golf course and not gonna be too long for him. Yeah. Uh, like you said before if you start yeah. if you hit a lot of fairways and a lot of greens uh good things happen uh and he's about one of the straightest hitters i've ever seen in my life and his swag is is uh unconscious at times so yeah man uh, he's not uh, he, he's not going back down from anybody so no, ab answer for me
1: matt wolf for you love ab answer love yeah don't, so, be surprised. don't be surprised andrew to see sam burns play really well again this week i'll, I'll toss that out there too
0: I like that play. I still think, uh, you know, we, we're, we've we talked about Zal Torres seems like every week since the Masters last year. I just don't see a tournament. I don't, I don't really see his breakthrough victory being on a course that uh, is going to be a 20-under. That's kind of holding me back. Uh, we find it. we wait till we get down to Florida and you're going to see them single-digit tournaments. I could see him yeah. playing really well in those. So, man, I appreciate it. If you like what you heard, hit us a like, get us a subscribe, share with your friends, hit us up on Twitter. We're always there. Uh, and active we got this week plus six more weeks in the fall swing thanks for joining us just for this short time on your week give us a little bit of your life i'm andrew putters that's joe nicely you have listened to the turn fancy golf podcast brought to you by rotoballer.com i've already hit three in the lake it's gonna drive